You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're going to talk about talking season. We're going to talk about Razorback basketball. Danny West is also going to join us. We'll talk baseball. We'll talk a little bit about women's softball also. You know, just jumping into things with football, looking ahead, I find it interesting because there's so much stuff coming out right now with ranking, you know, preseason rankings, ranking coaches, ranking players and stuff. And Arkansas is on a lot of lists, intriguing games and all that stuff, and we'll get into that. But Arkansas is on a lot of these lists. And what I find interesting is last year – they really aren't on any of these lists. You know, everybody loves Sam Pittman. Everybody loves Arkansas. Everybody's favorite underdog, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Expectations are up now. How's Arkansas going to handle things with high expectations? I've seen them ranked high as sixth in a preseason way too early poll. Seen them eighth, seen them tenth. Seen them in just about everybody's top 25. How do they handle that kind of stuff? It'll be interesting to see because what you really want Everybody loves Sam Pittman right now. Now, I didn't do the show last week. I was in Georgia. I don't get allergies, really, ever. I don't have allergy issues. I haven't had them for a long time. But I went down to Georgia, my uncle's uh, memorial service, and I've got kind of a big SEC family, Auburn fans, Georgia fans, Arkansas fans, obviously, Alabama fans. And talking to all of them, I love Sam Pittman, love what he's doing at Arkansas. Is that what you want, though? What you really want is for people to kind of despise Sam Pittman, start to hate him. He beat him too many times. Stole a recruit they wanted. You know, those kinds of things. That's where you want to be eventually. You kind of want to be a little bit more disliked by other fan bases. Is Arkansas headed there? I don't know. We'll get into that in a little bit, but – just want to discuss because there's a lot of lists coming out and stuff. Isaiah Satania made the 100 freshmen who matter list. It's just guys that they think are going to compete and and make a have a role next season. And I'll admit I was asked a little bit about you know who I thought maybe Arkansas might have that could do that. Now Satania wasn't an early enrollee, but he's from Fayetteville, just down the road. Satania ranks as Arkansas's top signee in the 2022 class and projects to be an immediate immediate contributor at wide receiver. Satania is an ideal. Uh, fit as an inside threat, likely behind Oklahoma transfer Jaden Hazelwood, a high-level athlete with terrific track skills, really. Uh, Satania's bound to make some plays with the ball in his hands. Uh, I think that that's an accurate statement. I think that we could see him make a, a real early impact. I don't know that I see him starting, but I think in that six-wide receiver rotation, we'll see him quite a bit early on. Other list. Here's a good one. Brad Crawford. Caught a lot of hell last year. So he comes out with a list of the top 14 projected starting quarterbacks in the SEC. This is the list that everybody references. And had KJ at 14th. A guy that, you know, only had one start in his career against Missouri. Um, and had him 14th out of 14 projected starters in the SEC at quarterback. And no matter how many times Brad Crawford has apologized and said, hey, I was wrong on this, or came out with another list, people still reference that and, and criticize Brad Crawford. Brad Crawford does a lot of great content for us. At Ar- now, I think a lot of people think, you know, it's just 
me, Danny, Andrew, Curtis putting out content for Arkansas. But we've got a whole national desk. There's like 15 writers or something, a national team that's putting out great content. And Brad Crawford's one of our top guys who does Arkansas content. So Brad came out with his top 25 quarterbacks in the country. Okay. And he learned his lesson. I told him, I said, Brad, they're never going to forgive you. They haven't. But give the guy a little credit here. Recognizes his mistake. Has K.J. Jefferson at five in the nation. Now, if you're a top five quarterback in the country, you're getting drafted. So that's basically kind of where he's putting K.J. Jefferson. He's got Bryce Young, one. C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, two. Caleb Williams at USC, three. Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma, four. And K.J. Jefferson at five. That makes him the number two quarterback in the SEC on Brad Crawford's list. So thanks for that article, Brad Crawford. What else we have? You know, it is interesting, too, when you talk about K.J. Jefferson, because Arkansas is kind of like, you know, it's obviously a family, you know. It's like, you know, you have a dysfunctional family, like where two brothers hate each other, you know, and constantly going at each other, fighting each other and stuff. But if somebody else says something about your brother, it's time to fight, right? You're going to protect your brother, outsider, right? (laughs) So Arkansas fans are talking all kinds of noise about K.J. Not all of them, but a lot of them. You saw all of it. KJ's fat. He's 245 pounds. Why is he so heavy? Does he not care? Has he been lazy? Did he not know this is his chance coming up? He can't throw the intermediate ball. He can't throw the short passes. And then he probably didn't help himself any when he came out and he was two of six passing for seven yards, starting out against Rice in the opener. And then at halftime, you're down 10 7, 64,000 fans grumbling. And then Texas, Texas AM. Some other things started happening. Gave you a lot of confidence in KJ, didn't you? Now everybody's behind him, including Brad Crawford. (laughs) So, just think it's kind of interesting, that dynamic, how that works, the dysfunctional family kind of situation that that we are at Arkansas. Everybody is kind of. You know, there's been a lot talked about this, too, because Arkansas has two scholarship quarterbacks, and – and Malik Hornsby, a lot of people just kind of consider him, you know, is he a quarterback? They have their doubts about him. Is he more of a wide receiver? Should he be playing more wide receiver? I think he should be. But also he's got to be the backup quarterback because you only have two scholarship quarterbacks. Now, you have two other guys, and it's important to note that Cade Renfro and Cade Fortin were both once scholarship quarterbacks, okay, at other schools. Cade Renfro enrolled at Ole Miss on scholarship at quarterback, moved to wide receiver, then transferred out. Cade Fortin was a scholarship quarterback enrolled at North Carolina back in 2018. Started a couple games as a true freshman. Um, had some injuries here and there. He's kind of battled injuries in his career. Eventually transferred to South Florida, which I think he started maybe two, four games, something like that over a two-year period. But he's got two years left. So it's important to note that like these aren't your average walk-on quarterbacks. Okay, These are guys that were at one time scholarship players. And maybe you would say they could be on scholarship somewhere else. And maybe they will at Arkansas eventually, depending on how the numbers work out. I've got them at 84 right now. So one spot, and that we know that they still want to add a, a uh, an addition at defensive tackle. There's not a lot of great defensive tackles in the portal right now. So they could go JUCO. Who knows? But sticking on topic here, those guys are important because you want to play Malik Hornsby at wide receiver a good bit. It makes all the sense in the world. He's too fast, too explosive not to try to get on the field. 
I mean, in the spring, he made play after play lining up at wide receiver. It's not just some joke. It's not some gimmick. It's real. They could really play him a whole lot at wide receiver. But to do that, you got to feel confident that if something happened to KJ and something happened to Malik because you're putting them in positions where they could get injured, you know, we saw KJ obviously several times last season have to come out of games. Do you feel good about one of those guys coming in? Cade Renfro is not going to be ready until at least August, towards ACL in December. At least August. So, it's thin at quarterback. There'll be some more guys on campus when fall camp starts. Maybe as early as summer school starts in a, in a week, so May 31st, so maybe as soon as then. Josh Pate had a good article, or not an article, it wasn't his necessarily. He does a, a podcast and a YouTube show. You should go check out the Late Kick if you haven't already. But he, he has the biggest storylines, and one of them is, is the lure of Arkansas. doesn't have a lot of them, but the lure of Arkansas. Obviously talks about the schedule, how difficult it is. That's, that's every year. Josh Pate made a great point last year talking about Arkansas' schedule and just how they don't play a schedule every week. They play one game each week. And people look at the schedule and it's like, how, how can they compete? But it is, it is a brutal schedule. But, uh, you know, he's, he's right there. Josh Pate's been on Arkansas's bandwagon for a while. And I think Josh is coming to the Arkansas-Cincinnati game. He's kind of indicated that he might. It's on his list. He hasn't said he will for sure, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him make that game. And when you look at the top games next year, there's also another list that comes out. This, there's so many great stories that come out right now. They're all ranking, you know, top coaches and all that kind of stuff. So one of the, they rank the top 12 games, most intriguing games, right, the most intriguing games. And number 11 was Arkansas versus Cincinnati. That's a list they never would have been on any time recently. Top games, I mean – you're seeing Arkansas all over the place. Obviously, number one, if it wasn't number one before, it's number one now, and that's Alabama, Texas A&M. We're not going to get into that too terribly much because it's been covered so much, just the, the spat between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, sprinkling him with a little Coach Prime. But here's another list that came out, ranking all 14 head coaches ahead of the 2022 season, SEC football. We're going to run down them real quick. Clark Lee, Vanderbilt, Brian Harson, Auburn. This is reverse order. Number 12 is Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri. Speaking of Missouri, so Missouri doesn't make the SEC tournament in baseball. They won like 12 games in basketball. They had a losing record in football. Not a lot to pull for if you're a Missouri fan right now. And I don't know that, like, you look at next year and say, oh, it's going to get so much better. Shane Beamer, 11 at South Carolina. Josh Heupel, 10 at Tennessee. Billy Napier, 9 at Florida. Mike Leach, 8 at Mississippi State. Sam Pittman, 7 at Arkansas. Now, 7, a lot of people may scoff at that at first. I don't think that's an unfair ranking. And I'm going to tell you why. Lane Kiffin, 6. Lane Kiffin's been a head coach longer, has had more success, had a better season last year overall at Ole Miss. So he's six. That's fair. That's fine. Mark Stoops is five. You look at what Mark Stoops has done at Kentucky. I mean, basically what nobody has done at Kentucky. I don't have a problem with that. In fact, if Mark Stoops were at another school, he might be ranked higher if he had more talent, more resources. But he's five. 
Brian Kelly's four at LSU. I mean, look at Brian Kelly's resume. Won everywhere he's been. Jimbo Fisher, a national championship, number three at Texas A&M. Kirby Smart, two at Georgia. Nick Saban, obviously, number one in Alabama. So, I mean, when you look at the, the resume of the guys ahead of him, I think that's fair. He's upper half of the SEC. He hasn't been a head coach but for two years, heading to his third. I think that's a fair ranking for Sam Pittman. Just got to get more people disliking the guy. I wrote a story recently just – just kind of how Sam Pittman had revived things at Arkansas, just the job he's done. And I've said this before. He did not walk into this massive rebuilding project like everybody thinks. The previous staff at Arkansas just did a terrible job. I mean, and I've, I'm not going to rehash my thoughts on how hard it is to win SEC games, but the fact that they lost to Western Kentucky, Colorado State, San Jose State, North Texas, those, those games' losses are, are inexcusable, especially the ones in your own backyard can't tell me that Arkansas didn't have enough talent to win those games and just getting stomped by some of them, like Western Kentucky. I mean, come on. So, you know, the moment Sam Pittman walked into that locker room and he's talking about proving himself to them, never mentioning the word rebuild. I mean, he won them right off the bat and has continued to do that. You just hear the way the players talk about him. You can read that story in full on Hog Sports. Sam Pittman revives Arkansas pride. It's the headline. Where do we want to go next? I mentioned we're not going to talk too much about Texas A&M and Alabama and, and all that stuff, but it is interesting. And we've got SEC media day – or excuse me, SEC meetings, spring meetings in Destin on May 31st through June 3rd. There will be some interesting stuff coming out of that. I mean, these guys are on – not speaking terms. Like, I, I've, I was already like thinking, like, when they meet, like, are they going to talk pregame before they play? Are they going to shake hands after the game? And I thought this was interesting by uh, Greg Sankey because obviously Saban's talking about Texas A&M bought every player on their roster, you know, and bought every player in the recruiting class and whatnot. And then, you know, he fired back and Prime fired back. and um, But you got Sankey saying, this is what he told Yahoo Finance, Finance, there are some concerning trends, Sankey told Yahoo Finance. We're, seeing, we're not seeing name, image, and likeness activity. We're seeing just straight payments. I mean, for a commissioner of a major athletic conference to say, people are just buying players. When have you ever seen that before? Never. People are just buying players, basically, is what he said. And it's true. That's what's happening out there. There's got to be something figured out. I don't know what the answer is to NIL, but right now it's just it's utter chaos. There's no rules, no guidelines, nobody enforcing rules. There's got to be something where you can enforce a rule. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't know what the answer is, but right now you've got players. I mean, that's what's happening is recruits are just being going to the highest bidder, and that's not what college football is supposed to be. And it's not just that, like, you got a lot of people getting left out. You know, with the, with the way the transfer portal is and, you know, being able to lure players in, you've got players who, you know, otherwise were career backups. You know, guys that were good players that, you know, went to a school for four years, maybe never were a starter, but were a good contributor, locker room guy, those kind of people, graduate, move on to the next phase of their life. Now those players are getting dumped into the portal where they never come out. They don't get their degree. That's that's it. You got your shot. You didn't. You know you're not good enough to be a starter. You're out. No degree for you. And those players are getting screwed. They're getting screwed over over what otherwise would have been you know a free education. It's not a perfect system, and it's not like it, people act like people are getting taken care of. And what the reality of it is is a few elite players are getting taken care of. And other players who were otherwise good enough to play college football and have worked at it their whole life, who can get a degree, make something better with themselves, are not getting that opportunity now. You're not going to see many players like that anymore, the way things are. Curtis Wilkerson just came out with an article with key dates and timelines. We mentioned summer school starting on May 31st. This is for basketball. June 1st, NBA draft early entrant withdrawal deadline. We're all watching Jalen Williams, obviously. Basically, what to me, what Jalen Williams is deciding, you know, obviously he's deciding whether he's going pro or not, but he's also deciding, to me, whether or not Arkansas is the favorite to win the national championship next year or not. He comes back, they're the favorite to win the national championship. He leaves, they're in consideration for the national championship. That's how I view it. June 1st. June 6th through 8th, Layden Blocker's official visit. Maumel, Arkansas kid. Really talented. I think he's number 32 ranked player in the country. Class of 2023. June 9th through 11th, Ron Holland's official visit. Five-star small forward in the class of 2023. Live evaluation period is June 17th through 19th and then 24th through 26th so they can get back on the road. June 27th through July 2nd is the NB, NBPA Top 100 Camp held at the Worldwide of Sports in Orlando, Florida. 6th through 10th, live evaluation period again. 20th through 24th, live, final live evaluation period. And then August 6th through 16th, for, the foreign tour, barring some more unforeseen setback, according to Curtis. Curtis has some great content right now on Razorback basketball, even though we're in the offseason. There's just been so much going on. Like, you can never – nothing stops anymore. Here's another basketball story. So, this was the top storylines uh, in the offseason. Uh, Oscar Shibway at uh, Kentucky, returning to Kentucky, was the number one. They also had Colin Castleton returning to Florida. The new aggressive coaches look competent. But number two on the list behind Chibwe was Arkansas proves it's not going anywhere. Another national recognition. You know, Arkansas basketball, we talk about like Arkansas football was is everybody's underdog 
favorite underdog kind of thing last year. But basketball started out top ten. So, like, basketball was ranked top ten nationally. It became obvious they weren't a top ten team as they were kind of gelling together and everybody started hating on them. Arkansas is not top ten. Arkansas is not top 25, dropping them out, all this stuff. Had to battle back. Couldn't get their net ranking high enough. No matter what happened, it seemed like they weren't moving. And then they finished with an Elite Eight finish and finished ranked number eight nationally. So kind of a comeback story all in one season for Arkansas. BarkTorvik.com has its early 2022-23 projections out. This is another article from Curtis. Um, it's important to note he does not include Trevon Brazil in these numbers, but he did, he ranked the freshman impact. He's got Nick Smith at 14.9 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, 2.4 assists. Anthony Black at 9.3 points, 5.4 rebounds, 1.6 assists. Jordan Walsh at 7 points, 4.4 rebounds, 1.4 assists. And Darian Ford at 1.7 points, 0.6 rebounds, and 1 assist per game. Uh, again, um, these projections also include Jalen Williams. So you'd have to adjust maybe if he wasn't there, uh, but don't for some reason don't include Brazil. So Curtis took it a step for uh, a step farther from there. So after that, Curtis went back and looked at all the um, you know former five stars, recent former five stars that had signed with Arkansas and how they did their freshman year. Bobby Portis, B.J. Young, Olufamatimi, Al Jefferson, obviously. Uh, was 2004, but entered the NBA draft. But uh, just kind of, you know, how those guys performed as five stars. B.J. Young probably had – B.J. Young was 15.3 points. Bobby Porter was 12.3 points. Famatuni was seven points. Uh, and then he goes back and looks at last year's top 100 play, or excuse me, top player uh, the year before that, Chet Holmgren, what he did at Gonzaga last year, 14.1 points, 9.9 rebounds. Cade Cunningham the year before at Oklahoma State, 20 points a game, 6.2 rebounds. Anthony Edwards, he goes all the way down to 2012 and lists, like, all the number one players, which Nick Smith Jr. is number one ranked player. I don't know if we talked about that. So I didn't do last week's show just because I went to Georgia, my uncle's memorial service, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I don't have allergy issues, but I came back from Georgia like I couldn't breathe hardly and I couldn't talk. And when I did drive time, like, I was saving my voice all Monday when I got back like not talking because I was saving my voice for a 20-minute segment that I had to do on drive time. And, I mean, there were times where I had to, like, click off and cough because, like, I could feel it, like, like itchy, so itchy in the back of my throat. I didn't think I was going to make it through. So that's why we didn't do the show last week. All right. Where do we want to go now? Talk a little bit about baseball, I guess. Obviously a disappointing – uh, series at Alabama. They won 7-3 the first game, lost 8-6, and then lost 18-5. So they finished second in the Western Division to Texas A&M. So disappointing end. Um, obviously that last game was extremely disappointing. So Arkansas is the three seed. SEC baseball tournament schedule starts Tuesday, tomorrow, the 24th, single elimination games. So the game you're going to be watching is Georgia versus Alabama, 9.30 a.m. tomorrow on the SEC Network. Uh, that's game one. So Arkansas plays the winner of game one on Wednesday. Double elimination. Wednesday, 9.30 a.m. That's game five. And then if they, if they win that, 
Then they play, is that right, Tennessee on game seven? No, 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 never mind. That's wrong. Here it is. All right, so Thursday. Thursday, May 26th, the game five loser. If they lose game five, they play the game six loser. So that's between Texas A&M and the game two winner, which is Florida and South Carolina. And if they win, and that would be at 930, if they win on Thursday, they play the game six winner, which is Texas A&M or Florida, South Carolina. Is that right? It's hard to figure these out, but yeah. So basically, they're going to play 9.30 on Wednesday on SEC Network, and then Thursday at 9.30 or 4.30, all on SEC Network. And congrats to the women's softball team in the NCAA tournament. Regional at Bowl Park, they beat Princeton 11-0. Beat Oregon 6-2 and Oregon 9-3. And now in their super, they will play Texas Thursday, May 26th at 6 p.m. And Friday at 3 p.m., May 27th. And then I think if there's a need, if there's a need for a third game, they would play, I mean, Saturday, but it's TBA. It's TBD. So congrats to the women. Great season. Still going on, obviously. Arkansas finished 47 and 9 right now not finished but they're 47 and 9 so that's the single they that's crushing the single season win record increased its home run total to 109 which is tied for the second most in SEC history they had four home runs against Oregon so pretty cool all right we're going to get to Danny West now For those of you who don't follow Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247 on Twitter. Has been with us for about a dozen years or so. Does a fantastic job covering Razorback recruiting. And he's got plenty to talk about, so we're just kind of going to let him have it. Say what he wants to say. What's up, Danny? What's up? What's going on? Oh, not much. I just ran through everything that's going on. Basically, two weeks worth of work because I wasn't on last week because my allergies were so bad I couldn't hardly stand it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was just going to kind of let you take it away because there's there's been a lot going on uh, in recruiting. Uh, where do you, where do you want to start, really? Yeah, let's start with the evaluation period, shall we? Sure. That's uh, that's coming to a close this week. As we know, they they really started in late April, Trey. They they started within the state. That was something they had been wanting to do for the last couple of years. Obviously, COVID kept them from ever having a spring eval period under Coach Pittman until this year. So they got it started within the state. And then starting about May 1st, that first week of May, they, they really spread out and hit your, your typical footprint of you know, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, all the surrounding states, plus Alabama, Georgia, Florida, which Mm -hmm. seems to be the trend here. But um, over the last few weeks, they've put out, I want to say, 49 offers. Now, there could be some that that snuck by me and I'm not aware of, but I've got 49 new offers over the last few weeks here. That's a pretty pretty solid number. So, uh, you know, of course, they're not all current class offers. They're not all 2023 
There's several 24s, 25s. I've even seen a couple of 26s. So it's all spread out. But um, it's been a, a really good evaluation period from my standpoint, trying to keep up with these guys. I know um, later this week, I think the only coaches that still have a couple of stops to make would be uh, Coach Bowman and Coach Adams, def- defensive backs coach and D-line coach. So have a couple of places to hit. But the majority are coming off the road either today, tomorrow, the front end of the week, and and wrapping it up. I know there's a team camp over in Tulsa at at some point this week. Forgive me for not knowing the day, but uh, I think Coach Guyton and Coach Loggins are going to be at that. But outside of that, it's really coming to a close here. I'm sure the coaches are are glad for it. I'm hearing they may even get a little day off this coming Friday ahead of Memorial Day, so that might be something to look forward to for them. But busy evaluation period. It was good. I I like their approach. It's a total Sam Pittman mindset to say, hey, let's go to work. Let's not space it out. Let's Mm -hmm. get it knocked out and then be done with it. So May 31st being the final day that coaches can be out for the evaluation period, it looks like they'll have it wrapped up well before then. So last time I had you on, Danny, was a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, it's been a while since they've had a commitment. And it, it actually only been a couple of weeks. They had Malachi Sillerton, yep. uh, Luke Brown, right? I think the week before that. But now it has been four weeks. It they does feel like it, yeah, yeah. They haven't had a commitment in the month of May. The last one was Singleton on the 25th of April. So – yeah, who do, who do hey, we keep I'm our eye you. on? What's what's well, going on? Why big... are they? Why why is recruiting stinking all of a sudden? They're only ranked <laughs> number five nationally. <laughs> yeah. Get them out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you one to keep an eye on. Now I'm not saying uh, I'm loving the chances. This guy's been crystal ball to another school already. He's talking about taking a visit after his Arkansas visit, but you got a big one coming in this week, and that's a JUCO target. So kind of a unicorn nowadays. You don't mm-hmm. hear JUCO guys anymore. But, uh, yeah, you know, we, we've talked about it for a long time. They're still looking at interior defensive linemen, and that's what this guy is, Taylor Lewis out of College of the Canyons in California. He's originally from Chicago. He's got two years left. Uh, he played in six games last year which, you know, it's not a, a huge sample size, but I like the film. He's 6'3", 295. He's that big guy in the middle that you're kind of looking for. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you know, a, comes in, dominates all SEC first team. That's You know, you don't have to have that, in my opinion. You, you, I think you need a quality, a quality rotational guy, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. he'll be here on Wednesday, uh, going to be doing an official visit. He just got – back from Oregon State. I think he previously took a trip to Washington State, so a little bit of Pac-12 flavor there for the uh, California-based guy, which is no surprise. But I'll tell you what, Auburn, I don't know if it's a trend or what, but it seems like every transfer portal guy that Arkansas finds and then, you know, this Juco guy, Auburn's going to be right in behind them offering mm-hmm. too. So, you know, I'm sure people could accuse Arkansas of doing the same thing, so I'm not pointing a finger necessarily. I just... I find that stuff funny. You know, they're all looking for the same same type of dude, and, and those guys are just so scarce. You know, they you, you can't find guys like that anymore, So especially at this point of the season. So he's got a lot of options. He told our Auburn crew down there that he does plan on visiting Auburn. So I'm not sure how he's going to do it because he's telling me I want to make my decision by the end of the month, and he's got, what, seven, eight days here? Yeah, not much. So, not a lot of time, but 
you know, you asked me about potential commitments. He would come to mind if they were able to get him here and 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 completely knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. I would say you're going to have a pretty good shot there based on your your needs. And then, of course, you know, next month I did a study recently and I found that June and July are the two hottest months for uh, commitments under Sam Pittman by far. It ain't even close. So hmm. while it while it does seem a little bit slower now. Uh, history, recent history says, look out, it could be on the way. And, and we just added another uh, official visitor this morning, R.J. Johnson, out of uh, Georgia, McDonald, Georgia, uh, Eagles Landing High School. He's a cornerback, 6'2", about 180. He named Arkansas in his top 10 over the weekend. I hit him up this morning asking, you know, when are you coming for a visit? And he just told me about, I don't know, 30 minutes ago, it's going to be June 17th through the 19th so he's number three that we're aware of for that particular weekend joining Kedrick uh, Riscano a four-star running back out of Texas New Caney Texas as well as another corner Jeremiah Hughes out of Las Vegas Bishop Gorman who's originally from Arkansas so that weekend there is is uh, you know it's building up pretty good for him yeah so with Taylor Lewis I mean you would think that he would want to enroll somewhere yep. by summer school which starts on the 31st right yep you would think so again i'm not sure how he's going to squeeze all this in but mm-hmm. boy i'll tell you ideally if you're arkansas you want to get him here and, and lock that thing up you know uh, on a two-day midweek visit that would get him out of here on a friday what date is that trey help me out here but that would be the 27th and then of course uh monday is memorial day so mm-hmm. not a lot of time you know, I, I, potentially he could get out of here and go straight to Auburn. I don't think you would like that. You wouldn't prefer that. I think yeah. he's got a, te- a former teammate, also a Chicago native, who's at Auburn. They attended JUCO together. So that guy's working on him to get him to the Plains, I'm sure. But, boy, if you could somehow wrap him up while he's here, I think that'd be best-case scenario for Pittman. Yeah, absolutely. Danny West joining us again. You can follow Danny at Danny West 247 on Twitter. And if you want to read his content on Hog Sports, most of it is VIP, so you will need a subscription. And it's just $1 right now for your first month, HAWGsports.com. All right, Danny, anything else we need to touch on? No, that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, we mentioned official visits coming up next month. Also, a lot of camps starting off. Yeah. Uh, here right around the corner uh, youth camp of course kicks us off every year that's always fun um, I think that's actually sold out now on June 11th but then you know June 12th specialist camp and a prospect camp followed by one two three about seven more dates there of, of high school camps coming up so trying to rest up get my legs right drink plenty <laughs> of water before we get out there I hear you man all right Danny appreciate you joining right, us All right, everybody, that's Danny West. Again, follow him at DannyWest247 on Twitter. Just a great job um, for us on Hog Sports and has for a number of years. All right, I guess it's time to go to questions. So if you got a question, make sure to get them in. But before we do that, real quick, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you haven't tuned in, um, if you haven't followed us yet on Facebook Live, go ahead and do so. Where is my graphic? Graphic, graphic. I got a graphic. There we go. If you haven't followed us on Facebook Live, become one of 85,000 Razorback fans to do so. That's where we stream this show live. We put all of our free content, not just ours, but a lot of national content too. 
a lot of times there's like content on there and people are like, why is this on in Arkansas? But I, we have a national desk with people that put, you know, relevant college football content, college basketball content on our national page. And that's sometimes why you'll see that. Or maybe you might see a headline that maybe doesn't quite make sense or maybe something that I wouldn't put on there. But we really appreciate those guys adding all that content on there because there is some good relevant stuff on there. Um, so be sure to check out all of our free content on Hog Sports on our Facebook page and follow the page if you haven't done so already. Throw us a like on this video right now if you haven't done so. And also available on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Throw this video a like, please, if you haven't done so. And Apple Podcasts, we'd love that five-star review from you. If you uh, want to say something nice about the show, uh, then leave a comment also about the show. Let others know what to expect. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Also, I mentioned that uh, Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off your first year. Here's what I would suggest if I were you. Because once you're off a of promo, you get Paramount Plus for free. And Paramount Plus has some great content, um, you know, They've got Yellowstone. They talk about Yellowstone 1930-something or whatever coming out soon. Of course, Yellowstone 1883. If you're a Trekkie, they've got Star Trek, all the Star Trek stuff. Uh, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, which just came out. I think they've had three episodes of that. I've watched that. Halo, if you're a big Halo fan. Or if you're not, I'm, I've never played Halo, but it's I, I really enjoy the show. Got a lot of other great content. Paramount movies, um, you know, stuff from Comedy Central, MTV, BT, just about everything, um, you know, under that Paramount Global uh, umbrella. So it's a great service to have. It's usually $100 for that service, commercial-free also. Hey, plus, you can live stream CBS and all that stuff too, which is great. Uh, but it's, um, it's usually $100 a year, which is about the same price for Hog Sports. So what I would do is sign up for the dollar, okay, for the first month. After that, after that first month, you go on, you know, a regular payment schedule, but I would then go to an annual subscription because you also get, I believe, a discount for going annual versus monthly. But you pay the regular amount versus paying 30% for the whole year. That's how I would do it. That way you get Paramount Plus for free. And Paramount Plus is a great service. I mean, it's – and you get it for as free as – you know, as long as you're subscribed to Hog Sports. So if you're subscribed the next seven years, then that's $700 worth of Paramount Plus that you get absolutely free. So that's how I would do it if it were me signing up. Uh, but regardless, go to Hog Sports, check out what we have. Had some fun content going on uh, this time of year as we lead up to the season. Exciting season's coming up. Should be, should be a lot of fun for Razorback fans. Brooks Robinson says, hi, hi, Brooks. Bill Richards says, howdy from Texarkana, Arkansas, ready for hog football. Uh, Aquanet Broadnax says, hello, hog country from Longview, Texas, Woopig, Suey, Arkansas. Jacob Deaver says, hey, Trey. I know you're thinking 10-win season is in the cards for the Hogs this year, but what would you say your bare minimum expectations would be for this upcoming season? I mean, a lot could go wrong. Like, my bare minimums are like you have injury disasters. I mean, stuff like that can happen. You can miss a bowl game. I mean, you have the wrong injury here and there. You could miss a bowl game. I mean – yeah, it's 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 a it's a fine line between success and failure in this conference. Um, I saw a recent article. I think that it had Arkansas ceiling at ten wins, which is what I said. Ten regular season. Um, I'm, and I'm thinking nine ten. You know, I'm not like saying they're going to win ten in the regular season for sure. But I I think nine ten are are is very reasonable. I'm definitely if I were a gambling man, which I don't bet on that kind of stuff. I like to put my money where I have, like have an advantage. 
like stock market, which isn't doing great right now, but um, versus sports gambling. But Vegas has them at seven and a half. I'm taking the over on that all day. So I've seen five wins as a projected bare minimum. Um, I don't know. I kind of think maybe seven. If they avoid like the injury bug and stuff like that, maybe as a bottom. But you need a little bit of luck to get there too. That BYU game is concerning a little bit to me because like you're in SEC play. You're in the middle of it. You've got a bye weekend the next week. So you're kind of looking ahead to finishing strong. And there's that out-of-conference game, on the road, place you've never been. A little scary. Q. Byron Hurst says, pulling for a tremendous year. Is that the Byron Hurst I know? Daniel Elliott says, question, changed my mind, but is – what? Where we go? But is playing in Provo against BYU, toughest road game, including SEC games. I think it is in a lot of ways just because of where it falls on the schedule, the fact that it's a non-conference game, the fact that you have a bye week. I just think it can kind of play with your head a little bit. Um, toughest road game, I mean, you got to go to Auburn. you got to go to Starkville. Starkville's going to be tough. I don't know. There might be a lot that I would say maybe kind of even – Corey Work says, who is the next big-time recruit coming to Fayetteville? Danny outlined all that. Obviously, you may have posted that before. Uh, Danny uh, spoke about that. Dustin Hoofman says, can you see a Malik Hornsby to Joe Adams comparison, a lot of speed and shifty? You know, I don't know that he's as shifty as Joe Adams is, but he's faster. Joe Adams was a 4.55. As, as elusive and fast as he was on the field, Joe Adams ran a 4.55 at the NFL Combine. Uh, I don't see the same like stop and go from Hornsby. I just see incredible acceleration. So that's what I would say. Um, so I don't know if I would compare them. I don't know who I would compare him to specifically. But he's just – he's so fast. And I'm not saying he's not shifty. He doesn't have like the ability to – to juke you and stuff, but really his strength is just his unbelievable acceleration and, and top-line speed. Dustin Hoofman says, how has the O-line and D-line looking? How's it looking? Well, the D-line needs some – they need another body up front. Now, obviously they added one, but they need – they probably need some more, especially there's, you know, I would call them rumors right now, but they're saying that, you know, Torian Carter's injury could be maybe pretty serious and could – maybe even keep him out of the season. That's one position where you really didn't need that to happen. Um, now, they have Isaiah Nichols. They have some other guys, but they're a little thin on that interior, okay? Um, you'd like to be able to run a four-man front. You'd like to be able to rotate guys. They need Cam Ball to really have an impressive offseason and really, like, make a mark next year. He's just a redshirt freshman, but he's six five what, 310 or so. So he could be that big body guy that's, that's really hard to move. But you need a great eight weeks out of him. And, um, you know, I think defensive end, they're going to be fine there. Uh, I think they've recruited well. I keep saying that and they don't get a lot of sacks, but they also don't run a defense where you'd expect them to get a lot of sacks. I mean, there's a 3-2-6. It's not really a, like an edge guy out there. So um, 
on defense, I would say the defensive line is okay. I, I would worry a little bit about the interior from a de- – not that Isaiah Nichols can't get it done. It's just like that interior defensive lineman probably gets exhausted more than any other player on the field. You know, so you need some good depth there, and they don't really have that right now. And then you got to wonder, like, what if there's an injury? Then it could get really scary there. So, Dustin Hoofman says um, – Dustin Hoofman also asked about the O-line. I think the O-line is going to be as good as it's been in many, many years. Uh, probably going back to that, what, 2015 or 14 offensive line, the one with Sebastian Travola, Denver Kirkland – uh, Mitch Smothers, Frank Ragnow. I think Bray Cook was on that offensive line still. Dan Skipper. That was a great offensive line. Um, I, they've got so much returning. Like, you know, I've, I've said – starting to get to the point where, like, I'm saying the same thing over and over again because we're at that point in the year when we're talking about football. But, uh, you know, they've got four guys that are multi-year starters on the offensive line, entering their third or fourth year as a starter. I think Takias Crawford is going to end up being your starting left tackle. I'm not saying it's going to get given to him because Luke Jones is going to fight for it too. Uh, but I think it will end up coming down between Luke Jones and Takias Crawford for that left tackle spot, even though Takias didn't work any left tackle in the spring, and that's largely because Dalton Wagner had the back injury. So, All right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up with that. Thanks to Danny West for joining us. Talk a little bit of recruiting. Thank you for your questions. Thanks for everybody tuning in. If you haven't subscribed to hogsports.com, now is a great time to do it again. $1 for your first month. And after that is over, you get Paramount Plus for free. So do the dollar for the first month. Test things out. Decide if you want to keep it. You will. And then after that, I would say when you go on to a regular plan, you know, pay the regular monthly, uh, excuse me, pay the regular yearly fee after that. And, um, and get Paramount Plus. Or you can stick to a monthly fee. I just think it's better to go yearly. Uh, but you can stick to a monthly regular plan and then get Paramount Plus for free. So go to Hog Sports and check us out. By the way, the new home pages are up. They look great. They're also available in dark mode. That's another thing like you don't realize if you're not a subscriber. Like we have dark mode on our message board uh, and our homepage. It looks great. It's easier on the eyes. So uh, just another feature we've added there at Hog Sports. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining me. We'll be back with you guys next week, unless I can't talk again. (laughs) But the plan is to be back next week. So thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.